the Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. If you know what to do, but can't figure out why you're just not doing it, this is the right podcast for you. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to think and eat like a normal eater, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Welcome to episode 21, how to stop your nighttime snacking habit or nighttime eating habit. This is what I find is almost universally the number one habit that's in the way of your weight loss. Um, nighttime snacking and eating is defined in this context of this conversation as eating that happens after you've had your meal um, and before breakfast, sometime in there. And it's eating that also happens without physical hunger present. For most of my clients that uh, we identify this as a hindrance to their weight loss, this is a longtime habit that's been established for a while. If you have a nighttime snacking or eating habit and it's not in impeding your weight loss or you're in maintenance and snacking just fine, that's cool. You don't have to get rid of anything. This is for um, my listeners who are having trouble losing weight. They've been stalled or they're up and down the same few pounds, and they know that they also eat after dinner when they're not hungry. So let's just call a spade a spade. This habit is in the way of your weight loss. There's no question. Anytime you're putting food in your mouth without physical hunger present, and you're not losing weight the way that you want to, this is where you need to be working um, on this habit. Um, so let's talk about why nighttime snacking can be interfering with your weight loss. Well, we know that when you eat, when you're not physically hungry, what you're doing is you're adding fuel into your system in the form of eating when the system already has fuel in it. So if you don't have physical hunger, that is an indication that there's plenty of fuel floating around in your blood to fuel you for all of your activities that you need. Our indicator that we need more fuel and it's time to eat is physical hunger, growls in your stomach, low energy, feeling slightly lightheaded, feeling slightly distracted, things like that. And so this is really like the low hanging fruit of weight loss is to look at any snacking, especially nighttime snacking. Now, why is nighttime snacking sort of the number one culprit versus afternoon snacking? Well, I mean, they're both in the way, <laughs> can be in the way, um, but nighttime snacking can really interfere with our greatest opportunity to burn fat in a day which happens overnight from the time that you go to bed until you wake up in the morning and then eat or whenever you eat. This overnight period is designed for your body to do the functions, complete the functions, spend its energy on the functions that 
normally in the course of a day, it really can't attend to. So this is when your body heals itself. It kind of rebuilds proteins and takes out junky proteins and fights um, any invaders, um, recharges and rests and all that stuff. And that's why like we can tell why it's a problem for those of us who have an aura ring. If you <laughs> ever looked the next morning after you've been eating at night when you're not hungry, the aura ring knows. Well, how does it know? Well, it knows that your respiration rate and your heart rate is increased. When we're actively digesting food, that takes resources from your body. And in response to that, your respiration rate and your heart rate will be increasing as you're actively digesting. So we know that we, your, the body is required to handle this extra fuel that it doesn't need if you're not hungry when you're eating it. Um, and that will interrupt your fat loss because you can't do both at the same time. If you've eaten when you're not hungry, your body is in storage mode. So it's going to take that extra fuel and it's going to store it away either as stored blood sugar, which is called glycogen. And the place that goes is in your muscles and your liver and, or it'll be stored away as fat. It'll be converted into fat and then stuffed away into fat cells for later use, emergency use. <laughs> so this is why like, snacking when you're not hungry is directly in the way of your weight loss. What you want is to meet the hour of your bedtime, like where you're mostly done digesting. I think if you looked up the the research on this, I think it's about three hours for your body to kind of completely digest a meal, more or less. So you want to be thinking about like, when you go to bed at night, you want that to happen at least three hours after your last meal. So for most of us, let's say that we're eating dinner at six. Then if you're having a nighttime snacking or eating habit at eight o'clock and you're going to bed at 930 or 10, you're still in active digestion when you go to bed and you're losing a few hours of potential fat burning that would normally be happening at night. So let's say you did have your dinner at six and you went to bed at 10. That's four hours after your meal. By the time you're asleep, your fuel in your blood will be starting to run low. Um, you don't feel physical hunger when you're sleeping. Your body is just designed to go into stored forms of fuel and pull those out to keep you alive overnight. That's why no one dies <laughs> from low blood sugar overnight. Like we don't feel physical hunger. Most of us never wake up because, you know, the fuel is running low. Our body just like takes care of it while we sleep. Obviously, this is for a reason. Sleep is super, super important. The body wants us to keep sleeping. So it has evolved to have storage mechanisms for fuel that kick in when we need it to. So this overnight period is the greatest, longest period of time that we can burn fat. We want to maximize that as much as possible. The other windows that we have to burn fat and lose some weight are happening during the period of time when we start to feel physical hunger 
up until the period of time when we start eating. So that's why we want you to sort of allow your hunger to build over time and not run to eat at the slightest suggestion of hunger. We want to maximize those fat burning windows as much as makes, you know, common sense to do so. We don't want you going so far beyond hunger that you're over hungry and then you're overeating, right? So this is all about like learning what is a comfortable window window of tolerance for you to actually look forward to feeling hungry up to three times a day, ideally. And if you do that, you will be having like three pockets during your day before breakfast, maybe before lunch and maybe before dinner. Now everyone is different. So maybe yours is slightly different and that's okay. Um, Where you are also burning fat in addition to overnight. So for this reason, Snacking when you are not hungry is directly in the way of weight loss um, as a culprit when we're in a situation where we're not losing weight like we should, but we're justifying our, our snacking habit when we're not hungry. It just doesn't make sense. Like when we, when we want to lose weight, we kind of make a deal with our body, which is I am going to provide you with some of the calories that you need. But the rest of the calories that you need, we're talking to the body here, you're going to use from your stored calories. So you'll use some of your glycogen and some of your fat to make up for the difference. So it's it's an agreement, right? We we know we have to eat less. And so snacking is the first easiest way to eat less. Look, if you want to keep your snack and just take it as a meal, like feel free. As long as you're having it when you're physically hungry, that's fine. I don't give a shit whether you have your actual meal or if one of your meals is snacks. It doesn't really matter. Like as a long-term strategy, you know, weigh it, right? But we're not talking about that. We're talking about losing weight. And so many of, (laughs) so many members that I coach, they come to me and they say, I'm not losing weight or I'm losing and gaining the same few pounds or it's taking so long. And then I ask them about it. And sure enough, like it's usually snacking when you're not hungry, but they want to hold on to it. And here's why. Snacking when you're not hungry provides comfort and soothing or a distraction from things that don't feel good, feelings that don't feel good, thoughts that don't feel good. It's like trying to take a pacifier or a little baby blanket away from a child. A child is not going to want to give it up. And it's understandable. You're not going to want to give up your snacking either. Snacking gives you dopamine in the brain. It tastes great in your mouth. It's always going to, right? Our food tastes wonderful that we snack on. And so you're not going to want to give it up. But how does a child do it when we ask them to give up their pacifier or their blanket? Or what do we do when we decide we're going to stop biting our nails? Like we get uncomfortable. But we know that eventually we're going to re-regulate our nervous system and find other self-soothing habits to help us that don't have the negative consequence of interrupting our weight gain. I mean, our weight loss. 
excuse me. Okay. So here's, I'm going to give you a, a good question and set up for you to try to like dig into this nighttime eating habit, because here's what I know. Like, it's not enough for me to say logically, okay, it's a fuel overflow problem. It's getting in the way of weight loss. Like, yeah, it's not going to feel great to give it up. So just do it. <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to. You're going to have to come at it differently than you probably tried to before. And so I recommend a few things. I have a few tips for you. The first one is to go back in your mind's eye to a one specific time when you are nighttime snacking or eating. Um, it, it may be in the recent past. So you just go back there in your mind's eye and set it up for yourself like a scene in a movie. This is really important. You've got to understand that like in the moment when you're thinking about eating, when you're not hungry, that activity, that action is serving a purpose for you. It always is. Now, the most basic purpose would be it's just a habit of something that you do. You may not even want the snack. You just find yourself walking over to the pantry and putting food in your mouth. That's a plausible explanation. And that's a good enough explanation. I just have a habit of doing it. Okay, fine. It feels good. Gives me a dopamine hit. I'm getting something from it. That's enough. For others of us, it can be a little bit deeper and it can be related to maybe avoiding something, distracting ourselves from something else. So you may want to go into the context of your day, like what was happening in the context of your day that day that left you with a need and urge to eat and that you still followed, even though you know you weren't hungry. So ask yourself, here's your question. What am I getting from eating? Even if I know I'm not hungry. And for a lot of us, like it still will be real fuzzy. Like, I don't know, like, I just want it. Like, I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm just like in a trance and I'm just putting food in my mouth. Okay. So if that's the case, try this. Stay in the scene with your choice right before you choose to eat. And then I want you to pretend that I'm right there in the room with you. I'm like, hi. And I just reach for your food just very nicely. And I say, I'm just going to take this now. What am I taking away? Write that down. You will know the answer to this question you will know the answer instantly. All my clients know the answer to this question instantly. It's usually I'm taking away comfort. I'm taking away boredom, like or, or an answer for boredom. I'm taking away relaxation time. I'm taking away me time. You see the story? I'm just taking away food. What, what you say to me, I'm actually taking away is the story about what the food is giving you. That story has all the clues in it as to why you're using food 
to feel better or emotionally regulate your life. So this is how we use the overeats. We look into the structure of the overeat, the whys, the contributing factors, and we pull out from the overeat what's needed in a spirit of experimentation and trying some things. Because what you're going to do is you're going to like try to meet the need that you were using the food for with like directly giving the need to yourself, meeting that need. If it's boredom, let's say it's boredom. Some of my clients say like they're just bored at night. They don't want to be watching TV anymore, but they kind of don't want to leave the room because that's what they do maybe with their partner. So you could, you have a choice here. Like you can either just be like, I'm okay with feeling slightly bored and I'm just going to allow it. And then maybe you give yourself a time limit for feeling bored till the end of the show, maybe, and just be good with it. Maybe what you want to do is have a conversation about how you never get to watch the show that you actually want to watch because you never say anything. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Maybe you're people pleasing with TV and your brain is like so bored with that. You know, sometimes when I want to watch a different program, that's like very, maybe a chick flick or something. And my husband's not really into it. I just go in the other room. And I'll just like, I'll say like, Hey, I want to watch this. Are you into it? If not, I'm going to just watch the show and then I'll be back. You know, our urges and our overeats are trying to like, give us a flag wave to get our attention about what is needed from your life. When food becomes not good enough of an answer anymore. Okay. Um, Second tip for you to work with nighttime eats is to really change up your environmental cues. Environmental cues are one of the most powerful indicators that you will just unconsciously get into the habit of doing what you've been used to doing. So for many of us, like if there's food left out after dinner, that is a powerful cue that will draw you over there and that's to have you start like picking at food. This is why I don't leave cookies out on the counter. That's, that's too, I'm setting myself up. If I see a visual of a cookie during that nighttime time of my night where I can be susceptible to urges, I'm setting myself up for things to be harder than they have to be. I just put the food away. And this is why I close the kitchen load the dishwasher, wipe down the counters, turn off the lights in the kitchen. And then I go and brush my teeth and do my like nighttime routine. And then when I come back out into like the TV watching area off the kitchen, um, I feel like I'm in a different space between my relationship to the food area and the evening. Like I've gone past the time that I'm eating because now I'm in pajamas. I brushed my teeth. I'm now making my nighttime tea 
And it's way, way easier for my brain to be like, oh yeah, we're like eating's done. Okay. So if you have an eating chair, an eating couch, you know, that always seems to like be associated with urges to eat, you've got to change it up, change, change. You could even change the um, location of the furniture in your room. Sometimes that's enough. Maybe you could try like watching TV in a different room, or you could do something different altogether. That makes big habit change really easy. Um, I knew when we went into the pandemic, um, we were up at our cabin up in Georgia and, um, I was like, Hey, this is like, I had already decided to quit smoking, Uh, not smoking, sorry, drinking. And, um, I'm like, this is the perfect place for me to do this because I'm out of my home element and all of those environmental cues to, you know, that I associate with drinking alcohol. And so I, I stayed up there as much as I possibly could that year. And it really helped me kick that habit of drinking that I had been wanting to do for years. So change your environment, change it up as much as possible. Give yourself reminders if you want. Wear something different, you know? Um, I mean, I can't emphasize this enough. Be creative with it, okay? So the other thing you can do is keep your fingers and your mouth busy. Um, my husband does this. He chews on ice at night. There's a lot of crunching going on at night, but I don't mind it. You know, I know that it helps him. It's just like he likes to have something going on with his mouth. Um, those of you who love to like chew gum or chew on a toothpick or something else it might just be a, enough of a distraction that your mind's like, oh, we already got something going on with our mouth. We don't need food. Um, anyone who's quit smoking knows that that's a, a powerful way to redirect attention to, you know, your hands and your mouth that's associated with the habit of, um, indulgence, right? Okay. The next thing you can do is tell the truth about the urge when the urge comes. So an urge to eat will be like, oh, we should have some cookies or wouldn't that be nice to have some Doritos or some whatever crackers, pretzels. I hear a lot, a lot lot about nighttime snacking with pretzels and chocolate. So when you hear that, that urge, when you notice that thinking to eat, you just say, just tell your truth, which is I'm thinking about eating And this is the exact thing that's in the way of my weight loss. And then you could do like a what if scenario. So just call snacking your dream stealer. If snacking is in the way of your weight loss, just be like, I don't steal my dream from myself. No snack is worth that. And just call it that. That's why I like I called my Sauvignon Blanc when I was quitting drinking um, a glass of neurotoxin because it just sounded terrible. (laughs) So call it what it is. I mean, it is terrible. If you want to lose weight, don't sexy up your snacking when you're not hungry. Call a spade a spade. Just be like, yeah, I'm in this habit of eating when I'm not hungry, which is stealing my dream. I'll find other ways to get my dopamine. I don't need to be snacking. And hey, if here's another tip. If you want to snack, 
you want to keep those snacks, just put them on a plate next to your dinner plate or next to your lunch plate, whatever, or even on the same plate as your meal and give yourself the option to have it when you're hungry. Like your meal will be there and then your snack will be there and there's your stomach and it only has so much capacity to have bites of food in it before you're at enough. And you just give yourself the choice like, okay. Sometimes on Saturdays, I plan like a cheese plate for lunch because I love cheese. (laughs) And, you know, as Americans, we tend to just have it like as an appetizer before like a special meal or something. And um, sometimes I just miss like sampling some cheeses. So I just do like a cheese board on a Saturday for lunch. Some days for Saturday for lunch, if I want ice cream, because I'm never hungry for ice cream after a meal for dinner ever. Like it just, the two don't fit together. And I often just don't want ice cream for dinner either. Like I, I prefer more like a savory meal for dinner. So I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, where can I fit this in? So again, like Saturday or Sunday lunch come to mind for me. And I'll just have my, my kid's cup or kid's cone for a Saturday lunch. And that way I work it in without feeling like I'm depriving myself or I have to give up these snacky or treat type foods. Okay. So the last tip is to litigate your position. Remember, if you're in weight loss, you've made a deal, like you've signed a contract to only um, eat part of the calories that you require from the food that you eat. And with knowing that when when you eat a little bit less than what you need, your body will supply the remainder from the fat on your body. So any habit that involves eating when you're not hungry or eating past what is enough to to fullness breaks that contract. You're like, you know, you're a contract breaker when you do that. And that just, that's why it doesn't feel good to snack. Like we might like really look forward to it. And it has all of these positive connotations that I wouldn't um, I wouldn't even try to like say they aren't there. Of course they're there. But we know when we want to lose weight, we kind of have to give up some of this extra eating so so that our body can be triggered to provide those calories to us from the fat on our body. And if we continue to just snack without hunger, we interrupt that process from happening and we're breaking our contract, our weight loss contract with ourselves. So the the biggest way, the the best way to fulfill a contract is to show up in integrity each day. And, you know, you can tell yourself the true story, which is I'd rather show up in integrity with like the deal I've made myself for my weight loss as long as it takes to get the weight off. And then, you know, we'll see about bringing some snacking in at maintenance because that's the definition of maintenance, right? Like, when you're in maintenance, you can go back to eating the calories that your body needs to maintain. You get to provide all those calories from the food that you eat. 
And if you do, then you, your weight will maintain. Okay. It's just during weight loss that we give up some of that extra eating and snacking is a great way to do it. Okay. So I hope I've convinced you how you can change your habit of snacking when you're not hungry and snacking at night, especially, um, go over to Instagram, find the episode post for episode 21, how to stop your nighttime snacking. And just tell me like, what have you been working on? Do you have questions about this? You know, what's worked well, share it with others who are working on nighttime snacking as well. Okay. So stay focused on what you want and so long. Hey, if this episode resonated for you, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's h-b-e-a-r-d-s-l-e-y.com forward slash subscribe and get on the list. You'll get a free gift, periodic coaching, plus advanced notice of in-person events and workshops.